is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hello, it's Bran, and I love modern day Christmas hits. I'm Alonzo, and I'm here for what I signed up to be here for, and this is the Dag the Hallmark Podcast. Ebenezer Scrooge is gone from my background, which means <laughs> we're back in color worlds. Good fun. Uh, hello, Alonzo. How are you, buddy? I'm excellent. How are you, sir? I haven't talked to you in so long. I know. I feel so that long. ache. Um, what are you, what are you kind of what are you working on these days? Are you allowed to tease anything? Is there anything you're allowed to tease? Yeah, not, I mean, not really anything teasable. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, I did some, uh, some. I, I assisted uh, our friend Brian Earl with a project that he's got. This is and really what I was getting at. I just didn't know if if you were allowed to talk about it. To oh yeah, right. sure. Okay, uh, great. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Brian has a book coming out this this Christmas called uh, Christmas Past, which is based on his very uh, successful and wonderful uh, podcast of the same name. And it's a peek at, um, it's kind of a, an advent calendar. It's 25 chapters of different facets of Christmas history. If you want to know why do we drink eggnog and why do we say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Christmas and why mistletoe, why holly, um, you know, uh, 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 why it's a wonderful life, all those things. It's a, it's a really fun read. And uh, yeah, I think it's already available for pre-order and that's going to yeah. be dropping, uh, I think like in September. So they are just moving at lightning speed over there. Totally. At- yeah. So that's oh. going to be a, a big fun, maybe six for, uh, for this holiday season. And you know, you can always purchase it in tandem with I'll be home for Christmas movies. That's exactly right. Just saying. That's exactly right. I uh, I'm excited to give it a give it a once over. It looks it's one of those another one of those covers that's just going to be nice to have around for sure. the Christmas season. Uh, was is it is it like a, basically the podcast button written form? So like if I've I've heard the Happy Christmas episode, is it going to be more of the same? Well, you'll find you'll find new stuff. There's a lot of fun. Like uh, he put a lot of sidebars throughout, so it's sort of like you know yeah the basic information from the episode is there, but like here's another here's a uh, here's an old article from you know the 18 hundreds about you know how to serve christmas dinner or here's the other verses of jingle bells you know like so there's lots of fun uh new stuff sprinkled throughout so even if you're already a fan of the podcast you will come away with things you didn't know about these different sort of uh, parts of the christmas season i found out on um tinsel tunes podcast Mm. that jingle bells the melody was originally a little bit different in the chorus it was like i'm going off memory but it's like jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way it's like oh. this weird, like downer at the end. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that song's got a crazy history. And the guy like, who wrote it racist. Can you believe it? That's part of the crazy history. Yes. It was, like, it? it was a minstrel song. And then, yeah. but apparently it also ties into like slay culture and like songs about <laughs> slaying, which is a thing. I didn't know any of this. So apparently yeah. like, yeah, apparently slay racing was like. Yeah, or or just slaying like it was public transportation in certain parts of the country. Like yeah. they would take old boats in Boston or whatever and convert them into these sleighs that were like hopping on a bus. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. It's a it's a fun book. You should check it out. There's so many great Christmas podcasts out there these days. It's true. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, and, and I and I feel a little bit less of a weirdo about, you know, thinking about this stuff all year round because clearly a lot of folks do. A lot of folks do, and there's uh there's room for more. 
So yeah. come on, come on in. The water's fine. Well, I mean, you're not going to five weeks of Christmas. So. You're not going to get rich. You're not going to get rich off of it, but you'll have you'll have fun. You'll have fun talking about the thing you love. And you, know, you might get a book deal out of it. You never know. You might get a book deal. Out of it. <laughs> I mean, so far, two out of you know yeah, hundred. Yeah, exactly. Not, right. Really not bad though. Percentages of no. the Christmas podcast out there, two of them. Although sure. ours is Christmas adjacent now, but well. you know. Uh, but you started this Christmas. It's not a bad, not a bad percentage. Yeah, overall. not at all. Not at all. Um, all right. Are you ready? Let's yes. Lay it on me. What do we got here? So this is a movie that I didn't see until uh, a few years ago. Now. Oh, okay. um, I don't, so we're going to watch Fred Claus. Mm-hmm. Hold, hold on. Mr. Mr. Grumpy boy pants. Okay. So I actually, there's another movie on your, on your list of movies that you don't like. I haven't seen four Christmases uh-huh. that I saw before this one. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was one of those, like I watched it cause I also hadn't seen that. I'm relatively new to four Christmases and it came up as a, a you know, you should also watch this makes sense. Sure. I'm more, I'm not, I, I you know, I don't want to give my hot take. I'm more interested to just have a conversation with you about this movie. Okay. Well, look, if you're, if you're going to subject me to only one Vince Vaughn Christmas movie, first, thank you. And second, I would, I would rather it be this one. I will say this in defense of Fred Claus. And I'm going to watch it again before we talk about it and I can really go in deep. Paul Giamatti, one of my favorite movie Santa Clauses. I wish the movie rendered were better, but I love Paul Giamatti as a, as a movie Santa Claus. Paul Giamatti can do no wrong. Right? I agreed. It's great, Santa. Uh, so let's take a break, yes. and then let's come back, and we will uh, we'll talk about it and uh, in detail, and not to mention at all the CGI work in this movie. <laughs> I promise we won't talk about that at all. <laughs> or Kevin Spacey. Oh, I forgot about Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I just watched um, Twenty One with uh, oh. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Do you know that in real life, all those students were Asian? No. All Asian American students, and they all magically became white when the movie um, came out. I think there's one Asian in it. In Maybe group. one. Maybe one. Let's give, let's give credit where credit's due. <laughs> I don't think credit is due, frankly. But Oh, uh, Kevin I Spacey. You. I keep forgetting. All right. Well, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> we'll be right back here. Talk the whole time. <laughs> We are back, and we've watched Fred Claus, uh-huh. and we're better for it. <laughs> this movie, um, can you believe it? They lost money. No. I know. <laughs> Only like $3 million, $2 million, so <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. I think the the math used to be that you had to make one and a half times your budget to go into to at least break even, right? Because that's the budget's know, not counting advertising and yeah, exactly. Advertising what they used to call P and A prints and advertising, although prints is less of a thing now since everything's digital. Um, but also, you know, it's not like every month every penny of your movie ticket goes right to the studio. The right. theater keeps like a chunk of it. And so, yeah. And, and I think the math now might be like two and a half, three times your budget to, to break even, but yeah, this did not. Well, and that's shocking. Uh, originally, are you ready to dive in? 
Please. It originally aired on, uh, by aired, I mean, was released into the theaters <laughs> on uh, November 9th, 2007. And it went a little something like this. Meet the Claus family. You got Nick, who's a big boy. And you got Fred. Who's this Fred? Fred's not as loved. He doesn't feel loved. Nick's special. It's nice and whatnot. And that's, he's, you know, cutting down trees. <laughs> you know, things like the kids do that are special. Sure. Fred's not that kind of guy. And Fred is just having a real tough time throwing apples at his brother's face and whatnot. Cut to modern day. And um, Nick is obviously Santa Claus. And Fred is just up to no good. He uh, is, you know, constantly, like, in need of money, like, being a real sketchball. Uh, he is helping out a kid which is nice. Um, but then he's always like breaking his word to his girlfriend and stuff like that. And uh, he wants some money so that he can uh, do something with it. Start a bit. I don't know. He needs money. He wants to open an off track betting in Chicago. Great. Great. I must have <laughs> horse racing. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? And so uh, he knows exactly where he wants to go, but he needs the money. And so he does some things such as, you know, stealing, Salvation Army money and all this good stuff, and ultimately he has to go to Fred, uh, to 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 Nick, to Santa, to see if he can give him some money to bail him out of jail and uh, also pay money to people that he owes. And uh, uh, Nick says, "Okay, but you have to come to the North Pole to earn it." He's not very happy about that, but what can he do? Sends an elf down, bring him up to the North Pole, and he is in charge of uh, basically deciding who's naughty and who's nice. Um, and um, that's tough. He doesn't love that, but what can he do? There's an efficiency expert, uh, and his name is uh, Northcut, uh, Clyde Northcut. <laughs> and um, he is just a real party pooper um, who is... Uh, he just seems to have something going on, something you know, something not maybe totally right with him. That's crazy, huh? And uh, <laughs> casting against type. Yeah, I know, I know. And so uh, Fred finally, uh, you know, he's sick of being up there, and he ends up like th- throwing a temper tantrum and starts making everybody nice type of thing. And uh, that's thanks to Northcut kind of whispering in his ear. He's trying to cause things. He clearly wants to shut the North Pole down, which is a thing that I guess an efficiency expert can do. And so um, after that, basically, that's strike three. They're going to shut down the North Pole. Uh, Fred and Nick get in a big fight. Nick is, you know, fat and in pain and stuff. And so uh, it's a whole thing. Fred goes back to the city and uh, he's just like, you know, can't can't really handle this anymore. And he goes to a like an AA meeting, but for ch- uh, chill, like siblings of siblings famous, of people. famous people. Yeah. And that, you know, uh, <laughs> is super helpful. And uh, he decides that he wants killed in 2007. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, and he ends up having a change of heart and he. Um, wants to go back to the North Pole and they make as many easy gifts uh, overnight as possible so they can get to the, 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 the needed number to get to all the, the houses and whatnot. And um, that, uh, Northcutt's not happy about that. He sees that the light's on and is running and he goes in there 
And um, Nick goes in there and gives him a pep talk about how he is, you know, a special kid and, like, you know, he wears a cape now. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, they make all the presents, and Northcutt's going to work there forever. And uh, Fred and and Nick are going to be friends, and Fred's ended up going to the, uh, doing all the deliveries because Nick is hurt, and they're going to, he's now a better person. And uh, after they're all delivered, Fred goes back to the North Pole, and he has, uh, you know, a, a, a great night. He, we get to see an elf um, kiss another elf, a, a taller elf, you know, all good stuff. Anyway, everything's good between uh, Fred and his girlfriend, and uh, he takes a spin on the, the sleigh, goes to Paris, and it's great. And the Claus family is now happy. The parents are hanging out. Everybody is loving each other, and Fred's a new man. And that, my friends, was... Fred, Fred Claus. <laughs> let's let's it. talk about it, buddy. Let's start with our hot take. Let's share how he felt about it. Uh, when did you see it first, and how much do you hate me? <laughs> uh, I went to a press screening of this on the Warner Brothers lot, which I remember <laughs> because to go to this screening, I had to cross a Writers Guild picket line. And I generally, my rule in life is you never cross a picket line, but I wasn't going onto the lot to transact business. I was just being shown a movie. And believe me, my review did not sell any tickets for that movie. So I felt like that in this case, it was acceptable. How and, and often no are screenings at a lot? Um, it depends. Sometimes, you know, like, like Paramount has a big screening room and Warner Brothers okay. has a handful of them. So not all the time, but it's not uncommon. It's okay. a, it, you know, it's a thing they'll do. Uh, yeah, I hated this movie in 2007 and uh, revisiting it last night, I still hate it. Um, it is, it, it's a reminder of, and I, I, I think this came up before on one of the earlier, you know, newbies that you made me sit through. It makes you appreciate all the more the magic of Elf. Yeah, the Elf rides that line between being like snarky and self-aware and contemporary and being sort of timeless and sweet and innocent and fable-like. And that's a really tough combo, and this movie does not get anywhere near it. And it's just um, unappealing, and Fred is a a terrible character. And um, I I will say this, Paul Giamatti, one of my favorite screen Santas. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he's one of my favorite screen Santas in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? (laughs) So I uh, didn't see it for the first time until uh, relatively recently, like within the Mm -hmm. past five years or so. Um, I am like, uh, by and large, like not crazy about Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I, I kind of feel, I, you know, people might get mad at me about this, but I kind of feel like Vince Vaughn the same way I feel about Ryan Reynolds, which is just like a little goes a long way. A little goes a long way. A little goes a long way. <laughs> and, um, I think if it's between like he did this movie and I feel like, Four Christmases, they're yes. like they're right in like the same time period. It feels like right, yeah, very close together. And I think actually, Four Christmases, because you have to remember, he and John Favreau go way back, and yes. Swingers was their big breakthrough for both of them. Favreau directs Elf, and then you know Vince Vaughn tries to do the Christmas, but this one doesn't do it. And then they team up and make Four Christmases, which also doesn't work for me. But you know, well, I, this is what I was going to say. I think of the Vince Vaughn Christmas movies, I'm mm-hmm. I like Four Christmases more. Like if. 
his he's less of a chore. It's less of a chore, <laughs> and maybe that's Reese Witherspoon, like because she's a delight. But um, there's just not. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, you're right. Yeah, I think I think Reese Witherspoon helps a lot. Uh, Katie Mixon, I remember really liking in that movie, like way before yeah. American Housewife. That was the movie I was like, I'm learning your name. I like you. And Christian you know? Chenoweth is in it, and she's you know mm, always yeah, a delight. Yeah. So there's more to like in that movie, but there are th- Christmassy things in this movie that I really like. Like, oh, yeah. this is this to me is a Christmas movie where Four Christmases is a movie that takes place at Christmas. Like this, the North Pole's super dope. I you know there's sure. there are things that haven't aged well not just joke wise but like the cgi of the elves and taking (laughs) taking normal sized humans like a full (laughs) size and sorry that sounds really mean to people that aren't you get what i'm saying like and and for some reason doing cgi to make them small I don't know why they chose to do that. Yeah, it's interesting because this is just coincidentally a movie that opened last Friday when this drops uh, is this film called Aileen, uh, which is this French movie that's about Celine Dion and it uses Celine Dion songs, but they rename all the characters. I saw I saw a poster for it somewhere. Yeah, I, I just posted my review on That's Facebook. That's probably what it was. Uh, well, so the the director of the film, who's like in her 50s, plays the Aileen character starting at the age of seven. <laughs> so in the movie, she like is shrunk down to a child and it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. And then she's like a 12 year old and it's just like, what are we even doing here? And and I had forgotten that this movie does that a lot. So they, they shrink down um, John Michael Higgins. They shrink down Ludacris. Ludacris. Luda. They only semi shrink down uh, um, Elizabeth Banks, which is a weird. I don't know uh, why they choice. didn't either do it, it or me. don't. Yeah, yeah, and so it, it, it was just very. It's it, it is it's off putting, and again, it's like there are plenty of talented and funny, you know, uh, actors who would play those roles without having to be, you know, like CG warped. And and you're right, uh, nothing. I, I think I've said this before on the show too, like you know, turn of the millennium CG oh. is already so much more dated than like. 1950s special effects you know yeah. with like a matte shot or miniatures or whatever like the, the so much of the sleigh stuff is like you can probably you can almost see the green outline around the sleigh while while vince vaughn is rocking around you know um yeah there's a lot that hasn't aged well I, definitely also i think the jokes like the stuff that you, that that just 15 years ago was like you could do in a movie you're now like oh maybe we maybe we shouldn't have. yeah and but going back to the elf thing like the the way that they shot elf like it just looks so much better the fact that they just sure. used like you know a, a, you know the way in which you shoot it it's to scale and stuff like that like yeah, the, yeah those type it. of tricks like just exactly work so much certain, better why do certain- it inserting a full-size Will Ferrell and then using optical effects or whatever so that everybody else just around him looks smaller is one thing, but to have, and it's not even just like for a few seconds, there's the, 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 the John Michael Higgins character is the head elf. He's a big character big in character. this and in, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it's very strange, but, but even that I think would be forgivable if the movie weren't just such a tonal mess in yeah. terms of, 
like Fred is really skeevy and really shady. And, and to the point where you're thinking like, okay, you're an immortal. That's like a thousand years old, at least at this point, if not older, why are you still like <laughs> scrounging around? Like you, 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 you should be have a, been able to figure out a scam by now that yeah, works. He should be like, a, he should be a captain of industry, Yes, you know, because, because certainly, you, you know, being a scumbag and an immortal, like any vampire movie, they have wealth, you know, they got it through the worst ways possible probably, but they have it. And this guy is just like such a chiseler for somebody who's, you know, again, a thousand years old. It just doesn't really, you don't get it. And he's, such a crud that you don't that it, it, it's not really a good fit for yeah. a kid's movie frankly which is this does wants to be uh my for me the most entertaining part of watching this now was people who weren't famous yet um did you notice that bob the elf is the guy from um uh, ted lasso yes the the team like yeah. man, the the guy who works for the 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 company yes um that was cool and and one of the the orphan that the the the, the kid who who Vince yeah. Montsford takes care of gets in a fight with is Dylan Minnette who is on the dropout and is yeah. in uh, the new Scream and like you know you see him in the Thirteen Reasons Why and this is all to say also Kevin Spacey's in it which is unfortunate but there are <laughs> things that work. So the North Pole works. I mm-hmm. think that the wow the, the the whole like I can go to this globe and watch kids thing is creepy. The yeah. scene at the end where all the elves run and they watch the kids opening the yes. present. I think that's great. And that's I nice think scene. the overall messaging of Fred telling Nick that there's no naughty children, I think is is great. So there yeah. are elements of this that are Sure. Really great. There are, some ideas, there are some ideas that work. You're right. And and I think that's a great message. Um, but then like, you know, I think one of the things you wouldn't do now is be like, boys get baseball bats and girls get hula hoops. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> you know? Gosh, I loved a hula hoop growing up. I was awful at it. My <laughs> hips slide. Uh, but uh, never, never was a big baseball fan. I would have done yeah, it. Show, not, me me not so situation. much either. Um, so yeah, overall, I, I do think it's, it's a better Christmas movie than Four Christmases, but Four Christmas. If I'm just comparing those two, sure. Uh, but Four Christmases is a better movie. If that yeah. if makes sense to everybody sure. out there, uh, let's do Christmas spirit. Let's uh, share things that gave us Christmas spirit, but then also put it on the uh, old old scale. Uh, Alonzo. Um, I will say this definitely falls in that category of all the Christmas money can buy in terms of they have spent money on this North Pole set, on the fake snow, all of that stuff is. It's what you want it to be, you know. It 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 it, it does. It looks like a hundred million dollar set. Yeah, exactly. It is lush, like Hallmark wishes they could spend that kind of money on just making things look Christmassy. It's gorgeous. Whoever the set designer is really nails it and really, you know, gets that part of it right. It's up there so, as best North Poles in my mind. Like I think to me, sure. the best North Pole is Santa Claus One North Pole. Like I think that is the like the actual North Pole. Santa Claus the movie? Uh, Santa, yeah, Santa Claus. But number like Santa Claus 1. Tim Allen, Santa Claus 1. Uh, Santa oh, Claus Santa 2, Claus. Okay, it, okay. it looks different. They did something different in Santa Claus sure. 2. I don't know. But the, the North Pole, when he drops down and yes. like that is the North Pole in my mind. So I, I thought you meant the, the 80s one no, with Lord, you no. know, Dudley Moore. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It's a good one. I, I think the Christmas Chronicles actually do a pretty yeah, good North yeah, Pole. Yeah, that's true. The, the Netflix ones. Those that's are true. pretty great. Um, so, yeah. So, th- on that front, absolutely nailed it. On the... Christmas feels front. 
I mean, like, I, yeah, I do like the message that kids aren't naughty. They just might be having a rough time or there are extenuating circumstances. That's lovely. But the rest of the movie is so like, it's like you, you watch the scene where like early on Vince Vaughn tries to raise money for his gambling thing by putting on a Santa hat and fundraising on the street. And of course he doesn't have a license to do it. And he bad mouths the Salvation Army and the, the Santas all come chasing after him. And I'm thinking, Somebody thought we need a scene where a bunch of Santas chase him down the street and then reverse engineered to how they were going to get there. You know, like it, it didn't feel like it was organic. It was just like, oh, that was really funny in uh, uh, Jingle All the Way, where, where Arnold gets in the fight with all the Santa Clauses in the warehouse. Let's have a scene where a bunch of Santas chase Vince Vaughn down the street in Chicago. And then how do we get there? You know, so to me, this movie felt like it was scenes they felt like they had to do and then sort of the tissue to connective tissue to get us there. So yeah, I, I, I mean, overall, I, I guess I'd give this maybe, I'd probably give it a seven just because again, that North pole is, I think that's a, a good number, a seven because it yeah. is a great North pole. Again, I think that uh, scene where the elves run and they watch is a beautiful scene. Oh yeah. For all, sure. Albeit creepy, but like, but no, but it, you can you can tell it's a thing like like our work is done now we get to enjoy yeah. the kids enjoy and like the music work, behind it you know? is is like this beautiful song it all just yeah. all works uh, it's like a oh gosh what it was a it's a Christmas Carol but like a, this like fun like ambient airy I don't know I don't remember I have to look it up I don't remember um, I think it's Silent Night and it's like this just really airy oh maybe version. so yeah. uh, but it's just beautiful while it's happening um, sure. but then there's just so much also actively working against this in Christmas feels so mm. I think a seven is a seven is fair seven's fair um, what what would you recommend Santa, well the, the, Santa brother this, sibling this, this movie brings two other films to mind, one that is terrible and one that's great, I think. The terrible one, uh, and they actually did this on Mystery Science Theater 3000, and you can watch it on Netflix. And I, if you're going to watch the movie at all, I would recommend watching it that way because it's really awful. It's a 60s film called The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. And okay. it is about a mean guy who tries to... who buys the North Pole and tries to kick Santa out, tries to like foreclose on his, the mortgage on the warehouse or whatever. Um, and, and so plot wise, it's kind of similar, but it's, it's, it's really dumb. Um, the good movie that this reminds me of, which also deals with sort of the Santa Claus family and about them having to kind of pull together to make Christmas happen, uh, would be the animated film, Arthur Christmas, which I'm yes. a huge, huge fan of. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. Cause you still so. get that sibling, uh, Absolutely. Rivalry going on. So, yeah, that works really well. Uh, I'll go Hallmark, Hallmark um, <laughs> recommendation. I'll do Finding Santa, which oh, I don't okay. remember mm -hmm. all that much, but I remember there being, it's like Santa... Santa's son or something, but like no, no. It's 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 the the, the guy, the local Santa who yes. does the big parade every year, like breaks his ankle or something, and he can't do the parade. And they're the t national TV news is going to come cover the parade. So Jody Sweeten has to go cross country to find this guy's son because he's a really good Santa, but he doesn't want to do it anymore because he was tired of being in his father's shadow, and like has to convince him to come back to the town with her. Like I think hires him as an Uber driver and yes. makes him yes. makes her him yes. drive her all the way from Boston back to the small town. I were just yeah, remember not, there being an element of not wanting to be in the family business, like Santa sure. business. It's been a minute uh, since I've seen yeah. it. Maybe I should, we should, we should cover that for Christmas in July this year. Hopefully it airs. Yeah. That's because um, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't in the book. That's a good catch up. Um, you know, Noel, I think fits in that category. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
what doesn't you know noel can probably uh, noel just has its roots like in every christmas movie you could probably much, just, just watch noel and you'll be <laughs> watching every week um all right are you ready to, are you ready to tell everybody what we're going to be watching next week oh i am I i'm going to take off my headphones and you and okay go ahead okay exciting news for bran uh it's in color and I think he's going to love it. Uh, and I know that a lot of the the deck, the Hallmark double deckers are fans of this movie. And if you've never seen it before and you're going to watch it for the first time, I envy you getting to see it for the first time because I love this movie so much. It's called Desk Set. It stars Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. Um, and it's not entirely set at Christmas, but there's a big Christmas chunk in it that makes it a holiday favorite and a movie that I watch every year. So that's what we're watching next week. Desk Set. Man, just a whole... Whole monologue there. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, we'll watch that, everybody, and then uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll we'll do the whole the whole thing. I can't wait, uh, Alonzo. Until then, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.